Showgirl Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slang. And I am Twerlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. We have to learn to stop minimizing someone else's experience because ours didn't happen like theirs. Jaleesa King, Black Diamond Swan Princess. Yes, she is amazing. Yes, and she is a Black Diamond (laughs) Swan Princess. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Welcome back. What you cooking? Oh, a a whole bunch of shade. (laughs) A whole roasted shade in my oven right now. Mm. Delish. But, you know, they deserve. So, (laughs) get what you get. Welcome back to Showgirl Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly podcast about black femme burlesque experience, because that's who we is. And that's where we come from. Yes. We will go right into our sparkle and shine of the week. Who would like to begin? I'll go so that there doesn't have to be anyone looking at me. (laughs) Um, My sparkle and shine is Mama Peach of Bless Your Heart Burlesque, Miss Millie Marie. Mm -hmm. Woo! Yes. Now... Along with the social media for her own troupe and her own self, she is asking folks to listen to our show, you know, telling them to write, posting it in different groups. I mean... Thank you. Thank you, Millie. We love you. Yes, thank you so much, Millie. You're the Mm -hmm. bomb. Dot com. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Torlisha, I'm going to look at you. My Sparkle and Shine goes out to Joseph Osei, a.k.a. Combat Jack. Uh, He just recently passed away. Uh, Combat Jack was a Haitian-American. He was a hip-hop music entertainment attorney turned podcast personality. He was a journalist. He was an executive. He was the former managing editor of The Source. He was the founder and host of The Combat Jack Show, which is a podcast that also segued into a television show that a lot of of people know and love. He is also one of the founding partners of the Loudspeakers Network for podcasts, and everybody knows that you know, all of the legendary podcasts that we love are hosted by Loudspeakers Network. This man was a force and a pillar within the hip-hop community. Uh, and within the podcasting community, and it's a uh, it's it's a sad loss for for all of us who love hip hop and love podcasts. So rest in peace, Combat Jackie will be missed. Rest in peace. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Angel snaps. Yes. <laughs> all angel snaps. Angel snaps. <laughs> well, my sparkling shine is to all the melanated people. Yes. yes. That just came to me right yes. now. Yes. We out here. You know, they try to stop us. Ain't no stopping us now, as they say. Like we on the loose. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Like for real, we out here. We're like 
making people upset, you know? <laughs> and as hard as life is, I'm I'm part of a, a revolution that's happening. Like things are changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago when, you know, we were in shackles and in worse situations, but we've we got through it. Like they thought they could stop us. And uh, they mad. So shout out to the melanated people, you know. Don't give up. <laughs> so, um, our CPS Slay inspiration. You know, I always have to have a story. Yeah. <laughs> so, story time. Thinking on the Facebook week and <laughs> conversations that have been had on Facebook, conversations that come from, if you just look at the shell of a person, that come from some people who may be just beautiful you know on the outside and we know you can't tell a book read a book by its cover Mm -hmm. so they may be beautiful on the outside and ugly on the inside Mm -hmm. and they may not necessarily all the time be ugly on the inside but don't know how to bring that inside beauty out so my mother used to always tell me Beauty is as beauty does. So even if you don't know or realize that you're being ugly on the inside and you're bringing it out, you self-reflect, practice. Practice makes perfect on everything. And practice being as beautiful as you feel you are, not someone else, on the inside too. Yeah, again, inner work. We always talk about this. Mm-hmm. Inner work is so important. And, you know, you can put all the shellac you want on this outer shell. and go do nothing about uh, what's going on in your, your, your true self, your spiritual being, if you're not working to, you know, beautify that as well. Because we all have all elements of the universe within us, you know. So we have the dark and the light. Hmm. And it just really depends on how you want to represent yourself in the world. That lipstick on your lip. Not gonna make beautiful words Mm-mm. come out or mm. positive words come out. That is so. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, beauty is as beauty does. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So next, we are going to roll into our burly business, and this week uh, we've chosen to highlight Kimberly Foster. Kimberly Foster is the founder and editor-in-chief of For Harriet. For Harriet is a a digital community for Black women. It's huge, right? It gets over 2 million visitors a month. Uh, Kimberly founded For Harriet in 2010, and it is a leading voice for Black women's journalism and storytelling. It started off as just like one blog and now it has a network of five different websites that it works from. Mm. She began for Harriet while she was an undergraduate at Harvard University. Okay, mm. so this 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 is a black woman that has been <laughs> through the upper echelons of that Ivy League and yeah. that can do something to you as a black woman. So she gets it. She knows she understands the value of our voice mm. and the value of representation and the value of getting that voice out into the public. Yeah. The site has been featured in the New York Times, Ebony.com, and was chosen as one of the 15 must-share websites of 2014 by News One. 
She has written for uh, different news outlets in the UK, The Guardian, Newsweek. She's been on HuffPost Live, NPR, MSNBC, Shift, BET.com, and various local radio shows across the country, commenting on culture and current events. Uh, in 2016, she was selected for Forbes 30 Under 30 and Media List. Okay? Hello. Hmm. Uh, she is fierce. She holds a degree in African American Studies from Harvard University. So she's someone who's super inspirational to me because I'm trying to get on her level. <laughs> so I really just am super appreciative of her. She also has a website that is associated with the Four Harriet site that has all different kinds of amazing t-shirts coffee mugs sweatshirts one of my favorites is the revolution will be intersectional mm, okay yes. and then she has a shirt that says love god herself just oh, see, that's cute. yeah womanism, womanism is, is for everybody, everybody. Yes. yeah because if you don't have any women you don't have any people and you ain't got <laughs> shit really exactly <laughs> we are the magic okay mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I love her and everything that she's doing. So please go over to www.4harriet.com. Look at all of the different sites that are, are being hosted through For Harriet, and then also support them by buying a mug or a shirt or, you know, donating some money. You can always throw some, some money in the collection plate. <laughs> Pay black women! Yes! Amen. Yes! All right. So that is our Burly Biz of the Week. So we're going to go to the Sepia Sews selection for this week. <laughs> and this doesn't just apply if you're a burlesque performer. We're going to talk about vodka spritz. Yeah. Now... Mm-hmm. We're not going to drink it, but... <laughs> you don't put it on your face to wake you no, up? No, we're not oh. going to spritz it that way. Okay. We're going to spritz it on our costumes to clean them. Ah. So if you use um, half and half vodka and water, spritz it on your costume, air it out, you know, because I'm sure someone has been somewhere <laughs> and... <laughs> A lot of times backstage, you know, your your dressing room may be small mm-hmm. and you just may you may have been going week to week, performing week to week, traveling, and your costume is a little musty, you know, smelling like you've been on the treadmill for like five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not pretty. Get your vodka and water spritz. <laughs> spritz that. If you're in the hotel, spritz it. Yeah. Hang it up in the bathroom. Yeah. Turn the heat lamp on. Dry that. Yeah. Let That's it great advice. Yeah, yeah, so that, you know, we don't want funky situations. No. <laughs> no funky situations. No. And Put some vodka on your situation. <laughs> yes. Vodka spritz for any situation. Yes. Oh, and the white vodka... You don't want any fruity, yeah, plain flavors. Vodka. Just plain, oh. plain, plain vodka. vodka. The cheaper, the better. Yeah, and oh. the higher the alcohol content, the better. Okay, because yes. that's what the alcohol is. What's getting rid of the odors without putting perfume yeah. on it? And when you have heavily beaded costumes mm-hmm. or material that you know is not really something that's washable, mm-hmm. you can't afford to be going to the dry cleaner every time you perform. Yeah. That's really expensive. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a lifesaver to to use for costumes and then it's not just putting perfume over funk because that's never going to work for yeah. anybody. Yeah, <laughs> in spritz, 
the inside of the costume. Yes. This, this, <laughs> turn yeah. it inside out. Yes. yes, because that's where your body connects to the costume. Right. And that's where the germs are. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you want you want to get into your costume feeling all fresh and revived right. and so vodka spritz. Yes, get it. Get it. Get it good. <laughs> okay. Now we are going to move into our glitter box. And this week, uh, we don't really have emails to share, but we got some comments on the last podcast on our SoundCloud page. The comment that we got that we wanted to make sure we shared with you all is from Laurel Dickman, who is the, uh, the person who wrote the listicle that Sepia and Butter were featured in last week. And she just wrote in that she has so much love for us three. And she said, you're beautiful, dedicated dancers with brilliant minds who are doing incredible things for many communities by just being you. Also, uh, there's a couple of non-binary folks in there, which I thought was a form of transgender. She's speaking Mm. about the art, the listicle Mm -hmm. itself. Um, And then she says, one of the folks that I wanted to feature was the amazing Rambo Rose. Oh, okay. Uh, But her IG account is set to private, and I was working within a mega time crunch, so I couldn't wait Mm -hmm. for her to reach out and get back to them so that, you know, she could make sure that person is added to the listicle. So, um, you know, I think it's, again, we just need to be careful about making assumptions because... There was a lot of kerfuffle that went on about the fact that there was no trans inclusion on this list, but the person who started the kerfuffle never took a moment to go and check to see whether or not something had happened or if trans people were excluded to address that with the person who wrote the article, started this whole ass fucking dumpster fire on Facebook when here we are hearing from the author themselves that there was always an intent to make sure that there was a trans person that was included on the list. It's just deadlines happen. This happens a lot in journalism, that things are not always what they want them to be because of deadlines. So, you know, just an FYI to everyone who was upset about that listicle, that initial post about what was missing wasn't really missing. Mm. What y'all were missing was the point. <laughs> and maybe you were missing speaking to the author like you had some goddamn sense. Yeah, but what let, do I know? Yeah, let's <clears throat> save that because I'm, I'm trying not to speak. Yeah, I know. So it's hard. It's really we're hard. We're going to save that. And then also wanted to <laughs> shout out the folks who liked our podcast on SoundCloud. We are so super thankful, you guys. All of the yep. likes that we get, all of the reviews that we get on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, those are all really helpful to us. So if you really love us and you love our podcast, please just take a moment while you're listening to just hit the like button or the five stars on iTunes tunes write us a little review even if it's only four words it doesn't matter it just really helps to get the podcast out there as we know all of these things run on algorithms and the more attention the podcast gets through likes and comments the further it pushes us out into the algorithm so that we can get more exposure and we can continue to deliver this content to you Uh, so please make sure that you are liking the podcast and leaving comments uh, so the folks who've liked us so far, Laurel Dickman, uh, Showtime EDM, Carol, Samal Mitchell, Lucy May, hey girl, hey. <laughs> Uprising, woo woo, yes. Afro Pinup, yes, yes. <laughs> Janice Washington, K 
Kelly Lenza. Oh, my poor. Yes. Uh-huh. Janice Washington is my mom. Oh! Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, my God! Thank you! <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, I love that! Oh, my goodness! Kelly Lenza, Trish the Dish. Yes! yes! Simone Del Mar. Episode? This is from all of the episodes, all oh. the people who have liked us, and then an extra special shout out to all of you who have actually followed the podcast. Thank you because subscribe again, subscribe, follow. These are the things that are going to help us continue to bring you this content. So uh, our our followers are Noble Experiment, CDG, Shanice, Nest Doll, Egypt, Black Nile, Hey, Wonder Cat. SRA93, Simone Del Mar, Lamal Mitchell, Interhole Uprising, Von Bella, Afro Pinup, Alan McHugh, Amber M, Lucy May, and <laughs> user number 1082031151. Thank Yay! you. Oh, we also have to uh, give a shout out to Boobzilla yes. because she also did a post on our podcast yes, and she shared it thank with everyone. You, yes, thank you, Boobzilla. Hopefully you'll get to San Diego soon. Yeah. So <laughs> you can be here and laugh and talk and eat with us. Yes, we want to hang out with you, Boobzilla, yes. and just run around oh San Diego. Gosh. I love mm-hmm. her ass. Pulling all the shenanigans. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm inspired by her ass. I'm inspired by her in general. Ugh, she's I know. Just a she's she's wonderful. We yeah. had an awesome chat over uh, IG. Oh, that's right. Uh, and she just, I was she's having so hilarious. much fun talking to her. Yes, yes. yes. She's amazing. Our DZS facts. It's going to go along kind of with our topic mm-hmm. of the day of showgirling while black. Mm-hmm. The person for the day is Frederica Carolyn Freddie Washington. She was an accomplished African-American dramatic film actress who was active during the period known as the Harlem Renaissance. Freddie refused to pass for white at Hollywood's suggestion and was typecast as mixed race and never allowed to flourish her career. Mm. Her stance, however, made her an advocate for African-American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in that time period, you know, some people had to pass for safety yes mm-hmm. um to thrive yes. and so that was really important and real and dangerous for her because it killed her career for yeah. her to say no to Hollywood no I'm not going to pass um right. and I'm not going to pass as white and I'm I'm not mixed race, right. but they typecast her as mixed race, right. um, and I'm 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 black. Right. Yeah. Again, sticking to your guns, yep. making your own lane, even when it means that you're not going to be fully accepted by the mainstream, which right. you're not anyway. Because even if she had decided to quote unquote pass for white, she probably would have ended up playing roles that weren't desirable because she wasn't white. Today's PC and Slayology is Lady Lola Lestrange. Yes! yes. She, <laughs> she is known as the rear and pleasant danger. Lady. <laughs> Sorry, that's so good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's so fucking good. <laughs> 
Lady Lola Strange is a burlesque performer and producer in Austin, Texas. She's a gigawatt with the world famous gigawatts burlesque review and member of the Fat Bottom Cabaret, Texas's only plus size cabaret troupe. Mm -hmm. She's also the co-founder of Curvy Girl Productions. Her Instagram is Lady Lola Lestrange, and Lestrange is L E S T R A N G E. And her website is lolalestrange.com. And um, she's today's PhD in psychology because she's one of the many performers who's curvy and who has a fat bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And be killing it. Like, I just love how... Just that thickness. You're just waiting for for her to, like, just slide a panel skirt or whatever just so you can get all of that lusciousness. That view. Oh, yes. From every angle. Goddamn. I I love all performers, especially thick performers who could do the splits. And this chick is one of them and I just love her thighs and mm-hmm. her essence and her smile you know she works like yeah yes. she's so, dynamic yes I'm very colorful like she's just all of that so that is why she is today's PhD in Slateology yes <laughs> oh well well <laughs> you glass of wine man. I I don't have wine and that's why I'm extra hyped today because I haven't <laughs> so, had drink. Yeah so in this oh you thought we're just gonna wine. We don't have wine. We're gonna wine. We're gonna wine. Oh. No you know what we're not whining. We're not whining. We're not. The we're whining was happening. I'm gonna say you mean like wine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Share this. Share this. Share this. No um so here's the thing. <laughs> I know we I'm just sorry. can't even it's ex- we, this is what we talk about shit is exhausting mm-hmm. as black women that we still have to deal with this shit this is what we're talking about but go ahead we're fucking tired yeah we have other things that we want to do okay I have costumes and acts and things that I want to create I don't want to talk about this shit but y'all just keep running your fucking mouths even after even after everyone like people had tapped out of the conversation mm-hmm. right and after people tapped out and said, I'm done, I just want to be left alone, the, one of the instigators of the conversation who was running around saying that she was being silenced and mm-hmm. all of these things, you know, which isn't what happened, but I digress, is continuing to tag people within the conversation that have tapped out. That is abusive. That's very abusive. That is what bullying is, okay? And here we are once again. Because... You're continuing to tag this individual, okay, but you're having a semi-respectful dialogue with other people, but continuing to disrespect this black femme. So here again, your anti-blackness slip is showing. Mm. It's not just showing, bitch, it's your whole outfit, okay? We fucking see you. You're not cute and you're not slick. It's very clear. You did what you did on purpose. And here's the, this is the main, this is the black ass bottom line of the whole fucking thing. Did anything get fixed? 
Mm. Were your concerns addressed? Did anything change? Is society still the same? Mm. Have you created a lane for the performers that you're saying are being excluded? Did you speak to the author? No. So what the fuck are you still running your mouth for? So you can pick on black femmes and be a basic bitch? Because that's all I see here. That's the only point to continue the conversation is so that you can continue being trash and then try to say that somebody is bullying you and try to claim being the victim. And then the other woman who called Monet a cunt, Mm -hmm. again, you don't get to do things like that and give a half-ass apology and think that that's going to be acceptable. Okay? And I don't give a fuck what your marginalizations are. (sighs) If you do some shit, then you're going to be held accountable for that shit. Because you having marginalizations, hey, this is not the Oppression Olympics. Motherfuckers is over there playing the Oppression Olympics, mm-hmm. a fucking relay race, passing exactly. all kinds of batons and acting mm-hmm. fucking crazy, okay? No, That's no. not what this is, no, okay? It's not. You don't get to like try and put your marginalization you over somebody. They drop the baton on the fucking ground. What when you drop the baton? Race over, bitch. You're done, okay? So it's like you fucking are acting like you're being victimized by people while assaulting these people, like verbally assaulting these people and being disrespectful. You don't get to talk to black femmes any kind of way you fucking want and expect for them to lie down and take it or expect for their friends to lie down and take it, okay? This is where the anti-blackness comes up because you don't think these people get to speak up for themselves because you yourself are a part of a marginalized community. We're not your fucking mules, Okay, we get to say what we want and do what we want just like you do. And if you're going to put something out in a public forum, then you need to expect for people to disagree with you. And you need to be a whole ass adult about that and just deal with the fact that people disagree with you. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're derailing the conversation. It's so like the gaslighting that was happening and just kept fucking happening. Just kept it going for no reason other than. Because it was still going, I think, today. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? How dead does this horse have to be before you stop beating it? Now, I know just because we're all in burlesque, we like attention. Love it. We like attention. This was about attention. Amen. You got the attention, but then you didn't get the kind of attention. It's like like a child that doesn't get attention from their parents, so... They do all these things, you know, they mess up in school, they do all this stuff. Because any kind of attention is good attention. Right. Just take that to the stage and, Mm. you know, challenge. Get all that energy out on the stage because you didn't learn anything. Nope. Clearly. Only thing that was learned was that you don't think that when you put something on on Facebook that... People are going to comment and that you think you can control or direct the comments Mm -hmm. to how you like. And if you put something on there when you're already triggered, then you're going to be triggered more. And there's no excuse on, oh, I didn't take my medication. Oh, um, this kind of stuff triggers me. You knew that. On Facebook, you post something. You're asking for comments. Right. You're asking for, for attention. Be careful what the fuck you ask for because mm. you might get it. Exactly. And, and you got it. And then you couldn't handle it. Mm. And here we are. Mm. And I mean, it's... it's Like a whole ass week later. Yeah, because, <laughs> because you never went to the author. You didn't even have to put it on there. You could have just went to the author before. And all these people who did go to the author, screenshot what the author said, all mm-hmm. of this. 
Okay, and the and still, but but again, this was never about that, like you said, because if that's what it was about, then when the other when the other person went and spoke to the author, and that was that was put out there, and then the author addressed the concerns or whatever, and all of that information was put out there, then it would have stopped. But that's not what happened because this was never about that listicle, and it was never about the author. It was about and, what you said, and it was wanting attention, and it wasn't about visibility for trans people because you only wanted someone with the exact body type as yours. No one has the same exact body type. And then also the other thing too is like even in the conversation she was she was minimizing, you know, the whole idea of of the black experience and Mm -hmm. and what and and the marginalization that comes with that. Uh and playing oppression Olympics. She's minimizing the the identity of uh, people who are gender non-binary mm-hmm. or people who might be fluid on the gender spectrum. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody isn't trans in the same way that you're trans mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're any less mm-hmm. deserving of respect from you and everyone else in the trans community and just everybody everybody else fucking period. Like, you are not the person that gets to dictate or decide what trans representation looks like. You don't speak for the entire trans community. Mm-mm. And for you to sit there and act the way that you did and continue to attack people that had tapped out of the conversation isn't about increasing trans visibility. This is about you trying to get attention and you throwing a whole ass tantrum and triggering a whole bunch of other people and insulting a whole bunch of other people that didn't deserve it and didn't ask for it. And you constantly had Monet's name in your mouth. You didn't have to keep her name in your mouth. You kept tagging her and then you blocked her right so blocked her blocked lily blocked blocked everybody basically that didn't agree with her because again this isn't about that this is a group that's supposed to be about social justice right Mm -hmm. so this was never about dialogue this was never about social justice this is about you trying to stay on on a soapbox and then getting attention playing the victim and then blocking everybody that doesn't agree with you when they presented valid points Mm-hmm. If this is a place where people are trying to learn from each other and create dialogue, then you blocking people is the opposite of that. So again, the intent of the group where you posted this message was violated as well. And if I were the moderator, your ass would just be out. Because hmm. you don't need to be in a place like that if you're going to act like this. Yeah. You and the other uh, young woman who called Monet a cunt, both of y'all should go. That's hmm. just my opinion. Because I'm all about social justice. Yeah. That's what. That's why I major in what I major in. But what's happening in that group? Not just that post, but other posts. If you read back, there's some horrible ass shit going on in there. And if that's this, this is the worst of what burlesque is. This is representing just all kinds of. This is a fucking trash fire. It's horrible what's happening in that group. A lot of people gave suggestions on how. Okay, well, let's just try to you know resolve this issue right we can do it this way we can do it that way but then the passive aggressive kept coming into play and oh well no well i was the victim i did this because of this but that's not you're still not coming up with any solutions a lot of people on there did not hear you you may have listened or it went in one ear and out the other or you just didn't give a fuck because you just wanted your point to be made and that was it it's it, passive aggressive and you're fucking obvious. Like I said, your whole ass slip is showing. We see. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I'm tired. <sighs> Stop being trash. Really. Yeah. Work on it. Inner work. 
And get your life. Perfectly ties into our show topics. Show girling while black. <laughs> yes, it does. This is clearly some of the things that happens when you're show girling while black. Yes, it does. When you're, you know, receiving praises for your hard work well done and someone sees you and puts you on a list, but someone finds some kind of roundabout way to feel how they feel about it mm-hmm. and again you can feel how you feel about absolutely. it absolutely it's not about nobody ever said that inclusion wasn't important or mm-hmm. representation wasn't important but it was the way that you went about mm-hmm. it and it was also the way in which you attacked mm-hmm. black femmes with and anyone who tried to stick up for black femmes within that thread and this shit is exhausting as hell mm-hmm. you know this energy could have been spent on all parties putting it to our work. I mean, some folks have, you know, this is, you know, the perfect energy to use to put to act, you know, especially as a black person, like, mm-hmm. this is what we endure, but we're still standing here. We're black and we're proud. Right. You know, we're brown and we're proud, you know? And do it on, in your way, you know, you're trans and you're proud, you're non-binary, mm-hmm. you can't put me in the box, right. you know? Yeah. Show that on stage and create your own fucking list and more. Mm-hmm. I hate the division that it causes, you know, whether it's obvious or subliminal. Again, there's room for every fucking body Mm -hmm. in this thing. Um, Everyone could create a list, a show, a podcast, anything you want and create your visibility since many others aren't doing it. Right. And that's what I'm talking about for us, us being, you know, black folks. We're persevering. We're still here. We're, you know, it's it's a fight. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. is a fucking fight for your life. Yeah. And and everyone has a different fight. Even if you're black, there's no comparison no. to compare. Oh well, my fight is worse, mm-hmm. harder than your fight right. because of this. That's so exhausting there's, there's to even. There's no need to compare. Don't even do that to yourself. It's not worth you it. You can empathize. Right. Absolutely. There you go. Don't, but don't. You, there's no need to yeah. compare. Because it's fucked up for everybody. Exactly. Fucked up is fucked up. Okay? (laughs) That's it. Okay? There's no fucking gold, bronze, and silver medals of fucked up. It's just fucked up. And it's not always visible for everyone. Exactly. Okay? So, we're all trying to get through this shit together Mm -hmm. (laughs) in our own ways. Does anybody have any specific story that they want to share about Mm. their showgirling all black experiences? Well, I mean, I know in our earlier episodes, you know, my situation I dealt with the photographer, that was the most blatant experience mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. um, that I could think of at the moment. And I don't feel happy to say this, but I'm sure something might have, ha- will happen in my career where my blackness, my fatness or whatever will be the obstacle as to why someone don't want to utilize me or show me, whatever have you. But so far, honestly, I'm still a babe. I'm still young in this game, in my opinion, as far as, like, stage experience. Um, I haven't had too much, you know, opposition as a Black person performing that I know of. How does that feel, though, knowing that, you know, here you are creating these acts and Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself out there as a showgirl, but just the knowledge that your Blackness your feminist, your fatness could somehow get in the way of you being able to put yourself out there and do what you love to do. Hmm. What does that do to you in your experience as a showgirl? How does that weigh on your decisions when you create acts? How does that weigh on your decision to submit to things? Hmm. Does it hinder you in any way as a showgirl? You know, 
That's those are great questions because it probably does um, subconsciously. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because I said it before, I'm not a competitive person. Right. And I'm not saying that there's not other badass performers out there who are curvy and go out there and kill it mm-hmm. and win wherever they win. But I just know it's just not for me. But I know also subconsciously, I'm like. I know I might make an ass of myself. Who am I? I don't have the looks. I don't have whatever reasoning I might find because of how I look. Whether it could be black and because I'm large right. too. So yeah, I I could see how that could be part of it too. I mean, I still have my anxieties. Mm-hmm. You know, my anxieties does tie into my black experience, right. femme experience, mm-hmm. and you know, fat experience. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's all in there, but like outwardly, mm-hmm. not so much. Mm-hmm. But it's just the knowledge of knowing that it happens and it could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I guess that's just when you're um, being black or when you're othered, quote unquote. These are just things you kind of just know that you're going to experience. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's not right, and it sucks to feel that way. But it's like, well. It is what it is. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but like, you yeah. just have to navigate through it. I just, I guess I just wonder, like, for me, I I feel like blackness has definitely held me back from doing certain things. Mm. Not my issue with my blackness, but mm. how my blackness would be perceived. Right. And then having to endure the negativity right. that surrounds the way other people perceive my blackness as a showgirl before burlesque and even within burlesque. And I've, I've seen things and heard things that have happened in different places. And like, you know, you, you see the stuff that people post on Facebook of things yeah. that ha- especially like around the rockabilly oh, community, yeah. you see all of these things that happen in these, in, and these performers or, or pinup models. I'm thinking about Ashley Beauchamp in, in particular, cause she's very vocal about her experiences in yeah. that community. And you see all of these things happening, and I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with that. Exactly. Right? right. Like, I love the clothes. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Right. You know, and I see all these beautiful black pinups yeah. and burlesque performers participating, but then I'm like, at what cost? Right. Because I don't have the same kind of um uh <laughs> control to like shut my mouth. I'm gonna cuss you the fuck out. I was just picturing that, like, like oh, I'm, this is black ass. I'm gonna <laughs> References for your ass as to why the fuck you're Mm -hmm. trash. Like, it's gonna be, you know, a whole dissertation and a cuss out at the same time. And I just don't. I don't, I don't want to get blackballed before I even get started. And the Mm -hmm. fact that I even have to be fearful of me being blackballed for sticking up for myself because somebody has a problem with my blackness. That's fucked up. Like the whole yeah. idea that that is even a thought in my mind that I need to stay away from certain places because I know that I'm not going to be able to keep it cute if somebody says something fucked up to me. You know, what? I know not to be like derail a little off topic, yeah. but it makes you wonder, like, this is why I start to feel or many people feel like this is why we have our black whatever yeah. or our Puerto Rican whatever, because it's like. Us being our natural selves mm-hmm. don't have to be explained. Right. So I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. what if there's, like, a black pinup rockabilly, you know, convention or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be small, but it's, like, that's why these things are created. That's why BT was at first created, because we need our own black station to show us, represent us. Right. You know what I mean? A safe space for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with burlesque, like, yeah, we have our, you know, black productions. However, it's, like... 
you know, as we navigate any scenes that has white roots that was actually taken from us, because rockabilly, that's was that rock and roll yeah. and everything mm-hmm. else. And we know about, you know, we know the history. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like thinking like, you know, us being black as hell and want to remain black as hell, but, you know, not to deal with the bullshit. I see why it's necessary for us to have those, our own spaces. Yeah. But we live in the world. And we shouldn't have to segregate exactly. our self-segregation is not the, and I, okay, the solution for racism. That's the word I was think I was looking for. You know, like, I, I, I'm on the fence, yeah. I'm keep it real, but when it yeah. comes to segregation, I do believe we should have some of our own schools. I believe some things, you know, culturally, you know, we should be able to retain and have, yes. you know what I mean? And so black people, we're not monoliths. We're interested in everything. Right, exactly. So it's like, you know, with us being burlesque babes and doing pinup, all that stuff, that's very, you know, white. White walk. Washed and you know yes. even supremacist. Right? Would it be good for us to have our own segregated thing that could be just as large? I mean, I don't know. Like, See, but you I say the whole spaces like they have meetups. That's you know that's yeah. A place and right. again, you're gonna have to interact with the world if exactly. you're gonna do this yes. stuff. Like, in the world. And that's the con of segregation. Right? Like, you don't want to you know separate yourself, be a separatist. I guess that's the right. Word. You know, and that's I, not the point. Again, like I'm an American, and yeah. I should be able to. Have an American experience without having to Amen, that's a good one. to self segregate myself because people are trash. Right. The self segregation is one thing, but the other thing is is that I should have to have a whole lot of anxiety about walking around in the larger pool of the culture. If I react to some trash ass shit that you say, that I'm going to be the one that's seen as in the wrong. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because. I'm automatically now the angry black woman. I'm not just going to pop off for no fucking reason. I reserve the right. If you say something fucked up to me, I reserve the right to defend myself. And that is the part that's scary to me because within me defending myself, that's going to be automatically seen as a negative in certain spaces. And we've seen that happen over and over and over. We've been ahead of y'all. We know what's going to happen when we defend ourselves. And that's why this is exhausting. Like, do I want to go through all of this? Right. And on the other side, because of my life experience when my family moved to San Diego to Hillcrest the, my brother and myself were the only black children in the school I didn't have any black friends until I went to middle school I always felt I belonged wherever wherever I was the one time when <laughs> I, like <that>. I questioned <laughs> it was I was gonna my mom was gonna send me to Wendy Ward School of Charm and <laughs> I loved, I loved everything about Charm School, and it was a modeling program, and uh, our neighbor, child, she, you know, said, well, I think my parents need to see if it's going to be okay if you can go. Oh, now, I'm, I'm looking at her like, why? Right. Because... I, I've already been modeling. Uh, my, I don't see the problem. My teaches me how to curtsy. I walk around with a book on my head. Right. I can do this. There's no reason. With me going into spaces where there may not be a lot of black people or people look like me, I already think that I belong wherever I am. Right. And But I have to think about, you know how I'm going to be received mm-hmm. and really need to think about that with burlesque because my endangered species act is the blackity yeah. blackest act yeah. that you can think, right. you know, because I come out in this, you know, Afrocentric 
feathered attire right. and just the song talking about specifically right. talking about black women are endangered species yeah. so just with us having this conversation I'm thinking okay well because mm-hmm. I think I belong anyway mm-hmm. right. I'm, I'm submitting it you know places and hoping that some places that I am submitting it that they're not thinking, oh, well, this is the exotic black woman savage. And <laughs> you know, I yeah, don't, because yeah. that's not the point right. of, of, of right. my act. Right. So there's, there's things I have to think. My experience is just different right. than other. And I mean, when I went to middle school, I was in culture shock. I always, you know, spoke proper as you know my cousins would say mm-hmm. i was considered an oreo you know i, I you was just being yeah me. i was just being me yeah. and so there's there's multiple sides to doing stuff while black some guy it was a black guy his mother said oh well she's really cute for a dark-skinned girl motherfucker and and i'm like what <sighs> Oh I'm God. just cute, and <laughs> Hello, you know, right. but I may not say that stuff to people because I really am really shy, yeah. and I and I don't talk to people I don't know, right? Um, unless you trigger something, right? But and I'm like, wait a minute, why did it have to be for a dark qualified for a dark skinned mm-hmm. girl? This leads into my fucking yes, little yes thing that I have written down about this. I want to say, is this your light skin range? Your light skin range. And you know, light skin range. range, Yeah. Light skin range is a fucking thing. It's really a thing. You don't know that you're light skin, though. Shut up. We're not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) She just called her out. I've been trying to forget and y'all be reminding me anyway i am darker than i've ever been since i moved to california and i'm so thankful for the sunshine here because i'm more bronze and less yellow so i appreciate i deserve um (laughs) i was talking downstairs about how sometimes i find myself in this place i like to call light skin islands and um i completely understand and acknowledge my light skin privilege as much as i hate it i know that it's there i come from a family where my dad and myself were like the anomalies because everyone else in our family was was darker than us brown dark skin however you want to quantify it but we mm-hmm. were like the light brights of the crew i always grew up thinking that darker skinned women were beautiful and then i get catapulted into a colorist fucking society that i wasn't prepared for and i had all these people telling me that i was pretty because I was light skinned and I just remember mm. looking at them like the fuck that has nothing to do with anything. I always right. felt like an ugly duckling growing up anyway for a whole bunch of different reasons. Okay. So to quantify me being attractive based off me solely being light skinned was like so dumb to me. Like it just used to enrage me. And then like going through with dance, you know, people looking at or saying things about like, well, she fits in better because she's light-skinned than this other performer. They're going to stick out more. Hmm. And it used to really upset me because I'm thinking to myself, like, am I getting this gig because I'm a good dancer or am I getting this gig because I'm the quote-unquote more palatable shade of black for you, Mm -hmm. right? And then that creates a divide between Mm -hmm. black women, right? Because then darker-skinned girls are like, she thinks she cute Mm -hmm. or she only got that gig because she's light-skinned. And they can be perfectly fucking right about that, right? Right. And me recognizing that that's the case, but then also understanding that they they're being pissed off at me is valid because these yeah. fucking white people are trying to special black me 
right? Turn me into something special black that I don't even believe in. That you have no control over. And I have over. no control over, but also understanding that because they're so much more marginalized yeah. than I am, their anger and disdain towards me is completely fucking valid. Right. So here I am because I don't like these white people who are trying to special black me. <laughs> right so I'm isolated over here because y'all are trash and I'm not gonna be your token and then they think I'm special black but then they learn once I open my mouth that I'm just as black <laughs> as a dark skin girl that you didn't cast probably worse because <laughs> light skin rage and I'm gonna cuss you out so and then they're like oh my god that was one of the bad light skin ones what the fuck are we thinking and then I have you know dark send her skin, back right, send her back send her back throw her back it's a bad one then I have like the fucking darker skin girls who are over there like I hate her oh and her light skin and ass and I'm like I can't be mad at y'all and she's on the island all so I sit on light skin <laughs> island with light skin rage by myself and all I want to do is play with the other black people and colorism is so fucked up yes. and we've all been socialized within yes. that system so yeah here I am stuck in the middle with myself Aww. and it just makes me so upset and again like how many exhausting it's y'all exhausting. exhausting and the fact that I'm always thinking about it and I don't want to be palatable like, that's the last thing I want. I don't want to give you people an excuse to separate us. Mm. So, and how did I get this light skin? Here's another fucking mm. question, assholes. Like, how did this even happen? So, yes, everyone. Showgirl in White Black is fucking exhausting. We're tired. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm not, I'm not speaking about burlesque because this is mostly, like, a solo act. Like, I'm not really, quote-unquote, auditioning for things. Mm. But, and again, I haven't submitted to enough things mm-hmm. to know whether or not my blackness has been a factor. But you've been a dancer not... all your life. Yeah, like... but that's what I'm talking I'm talking mm-hmm. about that part. I'm talking yeah. about my experiences and other forms of dance and being right. casted for certain things or, you know, after being casted, people expressing disdain for me because, again, you thought you tried to make me special <laughs> black and you got blacky black and that's the fuck you get thinking that just yeah, because I'm like right that I'm not gonna be rah-rah no all of the rah-rah is right here bitch mm-hmm. don't come for me I love and that. don't come for black people this colorism bullshit fucking hurts all of uh, us right you know what I mean like it sucks and it hurts all of us yeah. I have a funny story when I was young I lived in Rhode Island when I was young and there in Rhode Island, there's a lot of Portuguese and Puerto Ricans, and so and we lived in the, we lived in the projects, and I was I was under eight, mm-hmm. and so my friends would go get their towels and go outside and sunbathe. Mm-hmm. So I would get my towel <laughs> and go outside and sunbathe, mm-hmm. and my brother and I'm the youngest. My brothers and sisters were like, "Mama, will you will you make um." Cynthia, go in the house because Mm -hmm. she's out there sunbathing and she's embarrassing us and stuff. And um, because she she already has a tan Mm -hmm. and I've always been just chocolatey. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm." I sit out, I look for the sun now, always. When I'm at Starbucks, I I find (laughs) the chair in the sun. But that's that's even, I mean, shows that even in your family, you may do something that... Yeah. You know, they think it's not because they thought, okay, I wasn't supposed to lay out in the sun, right. but the sun felt good. And, oh, my you know. was polar opposite. Mm-hmm. I tried to avoid this sun. I remember even college at Mesa, mm-hmm. me and my homeboy, it was hot because, you know, the campus yeah. is a little bit different. And he starts eating beautiful chocolate. And Ooh. he was like, we're both avoiding the sunny part. 
part of the side because it was hot, but we also you didn't want colorism. Was That's so fucked. Layers, girl. Oh layers. Yes. I don't know about him, but I know for me, I'm like I don't, I don't need I'm to get chocolate there. Yeah. I just want my skin cooking sometimes. Oh, I don't like how that feels, but it's healthy for us. Sun is yeah, good. Yeah. And because and we have melanin. Yes. We're made we, for the sun. And we need that yes, for our vitamin D. Yeah. Because most of the time, if you have to get vitamin D, you're gonna get they're gonna give you like fifty thousand milligrams. You're gonna get more <laughs> milligrams because we need that vitamin yes. D. And it yeah. takes us Ooh, longer. Vitamin D, I need nah. <laughs> Not that vitamin D. Yes, not that vitamin for D. that vitamin we need, D. We need that vitamin D too, but not that vitamin D. <laughs> and it takes us longer to get it because we mm. do have that melanated like UV mm-hmm. protection from the mm-hmm. sun so we need more exposure to have that optimal level of vitamin D in our body yeah, yeah. but we still need sunscreen yes you yeah. still need sunscreen absolutely because I burn like a fucking lobster my cheeks burn oh my god it's my awful. cheeks will burn you know what showgirling while black my experience mm. what because we're talking about you know color and mm-hmm. stuff I am the first one to ask about lighting yes, yes. <laughs> Beyonce said it. I'm like, you do not put blue lights on a black girl. And when I go to a stage and I don't see like a good, you know, yellowish, whatever light to make me illuminate, I'm going to say something about it. And I know Mm -hmm. as a black person, when it comes to lighting, when it comes to photography, videography, I need to see my ass. Mm -hmm. I'm the chocolatiest one there or one of them, you know? Light me right. Yeah, light me right. But I will say, I have been wrong in some lighting. There's a good, you know, technician there. That you know, they yeah. do it. And I see it for myself. Like, okay, oh, they're right. So it's a learning curve yeah. for sure. But I, you know, as a black girl, as a black show girl, even for other black performers, you have the right to adjust the lighting for the stage for your setting for your mood. Mm-hmm. One day I might do a red light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to I wanna experiment with that more. But there was layers to that because I remember taking photos and I couldn't see my ass. Yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me of something too. that when you're honored enough to be someplace where someone is doing your makeup professionally on a (laughs) photo shoot or whatever my undertones are red Mm -hmm. so if you put some stuff on me I'm going to be look ashy I may in the in the regular light I may be okay but then I'm gonna be ashy so (laughs) sometimes it's hard to find makeup artists to um, understand understand and blend your skin right. and you know what whatever right. I mean I'm fortunate I don't need a whole bunch of contour yeah mm. um, but it, <laughs> I know I love you I'm just yeah, all you're right I'm just no. Um, that sometimes some people don't know how to do your makeup, yeah. don't know even, even how to do hair. I did a group performance, and part of package deal was hair and makeup. Could they do mine? No, they no. tried, bless their heart. They already just like makeup, don't touch my face, I'll do it my own. Mm-hmm. But hair, I let them try. She tried to do victory rolls. I was like, it's okay. 
I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, especially with locks, no. Yeah, it, it's but it's like these are things that as black women we experience, you know, right. in this game you because know? we're not the default setting for people. Mm-hmm. Defaults, I like that. And so because, because we're not ex- like when we show up, we're always fucking unexpected, mm-hmm. and then us being unexpected instead of it being bra- embraced is. It's like Quote, a challenge it's is hard. It's problematic. It's too hard. It's too yeah. hard for you to learn mm-hmm. how to, you know, deal with black skin. It's too yeah. hard for you to learn how to deal with black hair. It's too... Honey, our hair will do anything. Yes. And, and Get all, into this yeah, hair. We can do anything with our hair. Yep. Yeah, all of us have natural hair. Right. So mm-hmm. that's another factor right. that, you know, we haven't think... And then... You and I with our locks, yeah. you know how some people feel about locks. Yeah, they're and, scared. You know. Oh my goodness, questions. How do you wash it the same way? Like you, you can't put water hair. and fucking yeah. shampoo on your hair because it's locked. Exactly. I wonder, if, like, I wonder who's not washing their locks. Well, yes, those dreads. Mm. Those those dreads that you just No shade. I mean yes. everyone can have locks. Yes. But some people No, I don't believe that. It's, okay, it's, I'm it's, I'm trying to be PC a no, little bit. No. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do with your hair, That's but some folks appropriation. <laughs> yes, yes it is. That's, light skin range is cultural appropriation if you're running around and you're a white you know, person with dreadlocks. locks. Those are matte locks. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Not the box. show. Not the <laughs> show. <laughs> not the show. all the time, right? I love that line. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Is that on Netflix? So we have to deal with people knowing how to do our hair, do our makeup, light us. You know who did an excellent job? The first time I think I've ever watched a television show and been enamored with the lighting and had to look up who did the light, hmm. Insecure. Oh, yeah, that was a big oh, article yeah. about My that. God. Yeah, take notes, yeah. folks. It's not that you can't use blue light. It's how much of it you use because you they use a right. lot of blue light Absolutely. or darkers and it looked beautiful and yeah, also what glue. you put on glue. the skin yeah. right? mm-hmm. because you can make skin look luminous in any light the angle of the light oh, all yeah. of those things are really important yes. oh, you know yeah. again the makeup because if your makeup is making you look ashy it doesn't matter what kind of light you use you have to highlight black people's skin without fucking oiling them up and making them look like oil slicks <laughs> that's not working either Okay, although I love oily body. Mm-hmm. Oily oh, body all the time. Yes. 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 Right? Like, you can do it without greasing us up. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be that. Because there was a thread on Facebook, I don't remember who started, talking about makeup for the body. Yes. And mostly everyone said Dermablend. Yeah. I've used Dermablend for years. Mm-hmm. They have an array of colors. You can mix them. I was going to say and, it's very mixable. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and they do work for, yeah. you know, all the colors of the beautiful yeah. melanin rainbow. Yeah. Someone on there told me that they mix theirs with some oil or lotion, so that makes it even easier to, to, go, to, go, to go on. Thing. They have a loose powder that you put on, so if you wanted to swim with it, they also have setting spray. I yeah. like the setting. I, I use both, yeah. but I like the setting See, I'm spray. See, I'm familiar with like, like Ben Nye. I've been nice. Ooh, nice spray. Shit. Yeah, that's yeah. nice too. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing, like, it seems like the products that's good for us are created for, like, performers. It's like, exactly. it's not like in the department yeah. stores yeah and you know it, it's it's sad really because as i get older i start to learn how racist every fucking thing is the makeup company the cameras like everything is for a white perspective mm-hmm. white lens you know so here we are as black folks 
trying to illuminate in this world and we have to figure it out how to make it work for us. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the white is the default, the, the default, default setting. Yeah, just trying to get some fishnets that are dark oh brown that are not red. Yes. Well, I don't understand why it's so hard to create fabric <laughs> in different you know, tones of brown. Because why would they do that? The whole point is for you to be othered. This is the fucking setup. The jig is that you are not supposed to feel That's normalized. What I'm saying. If yeah. they make all of the fishnets, if they make fishnets in every color, then that means that your blackness is normalized. Your brownness is normalized. Why would they do that? The anxiety that comes from being othered is part of the reason why it's difficult for people of color, why it's different for any marginalized person in any marginalized community to move in this world. They talk about equality, right? And everything being equal, but equity is something different. Mm. Because if you take $100,000 and we're gonna give $100,000 to this school over here that's in a economically disadvantaged neighborhood that largely houses people of color. Then we're gonna take that same $100,000 and put it over here in a school district where you have a predominantly white neighborhood that is well off. That $100,000 is gonna be spent on different things. Because this school is starting from a different place than this school. So if you want to create equity, then you need to give this school enough money to get them to be on the same level as this school over here and then give them both $100,000 to help improve their school. If you're saying that you're going to treat people equally, that's not really the key here. Equity is the key. And what you're talking about is equity. All of the colors are represented. Exactly. Equity is not anything that America is is interested in. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Because if it were, it would be something that was worked on before now. Mm. Everything that's been done is to keep the system in place in some way, shape, or form. And people are like, why why you make everything racist? Because it is. I didn't make it. But when people say that to me, I always say, I didn't make everything Mm, racist. Hello. This is something that's being done to me. But again, blame the victim. I do have a situation showgirling while black as a burlesque performer. Okay. I went to Denver. We got a fight. No. My act comes from the audience. So I'm in the lobby. Two audience members came and they're like, oh, we love you. We saw you here last year. <laughs> they thought, and I had the mask on, so they couldn't see my face. Mm. They, I had a wig on, so they couldn't really see that I had locks. And they thought I was Evangeline Kane. Now... Thank you. Thank you because she is fucking fabulous, right? But they just thought, oh, well, this one black burlesque performer that they know in Colorado is Evangeline Kane, so I must be Evangeline Kane. Because we all look alike. Because we all look alike. Just disrespectful. And sometimes they'll say you look like someone who you don't even resemble. Mm. First of all, you're not the same height. Mm-hmm. This person could be like almost six feet and you're five two. Mm-hmm. How do you mistake that? Right. Yeah. But they do it all the time. Every time award season comes around for the <laughs> movies and shit, <laughs> some fucking up. person fucks up and calls like, uh, I don't know, Viola Davis. Cicely Tyson there. Right. Know? And it's like somebody fucks up and, and right. like, these two black women don't look anything alike. No. You like know. Samuel Jackson and Lauren Fishburne, yeah. I think uh-huh. they did. Yeah. Before, and yeah. I'm like, really? How the they fuck do you make that alike. mistake? 
And these are fucking black people with privilege, right? Yes. Because they're famous. And it's still happening to them. But why am I making everything <laughs> The fuck? How dare exactly. you even form your fucking mouth to ask me that question? The people who said it may not have intended it to be mm. that way. But that's but, what's but, so insidious yeah, about it. Exactly. That a lot of times people don't quote unquote consciously know because mm-hmm. it's been ingrained in us yeah. via socialization since mm-hmm. the fucking day you hit this goddamn place. Mm-hmm. The day you walk out of the womb in this motherfucker, you're being socialized and indoctrinated into a white supremacist society. Point blank. End of story. Mm. There's no argument to that. That's the way it's always been. It wasn't that long ago in the frame of history. People are always like, well, can't we just let that go? <laughs> no. Can't we move on? No. No, bitch, because it's still here, okay? Or we still have systemic issues pitted specifically against people of color and markedly towards black people and fucking native people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are, and then also uh, Latinx people, because they're fucking heavily marginalized too. Mm-hmm. But that's who we're talking about. When we're talking about the systemic systems in this country, that's who they're coming for. That's what the fucking, uh, the prisons are being built for, which again is just slavery by another name, exactly. which we all know and understand. Because they're making all kinds of things. Listen, they're making all kinds of money. Up privatization there. of punishment. How the fuck is that even okay? Mm-hmm. It's gross. These people are profiting off of these people being in jail. Mm-hmm. And who's up in there? Mm-hmm. Statistically. Mm-hmm. Who is this affecting? Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like criminality doesn't exist mm-hmm. across all races. Okay? People are fucking doing shit. They're just getting away with it. Mm-hmm. And people are being punished more heavily for the same offenses if they are a black or brown person mm-hmm. as opposed to a white person who's in the same predicament. These are all things that we know. These are facts. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't walk away from them. They're well documented. This is a society that we live in. So you can't sit there and try and act like it doesn't exist. Like, we can't let it go because it hasn't let us go. Mm-hmm. We also can't let it go because in the grand scheme of history, it was an eye blink ago. Hmm. It, yes, it, it just happened. It's, yep. If you want to look mm-hmm. at a timeline as far as historical reference is concerned, please don't fucking try and do it. And that's why I don't understand how people act like it's not happening. One, it's happening. It's exhausting as fuck. And it's still going to keep happening. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think in our lifetime, unfortunately, it's going to cease. Like... You know, things are slowly changing, but some things are still the same. Um, yep. If anything, we're going backwards. Yep. Look at our it's, fucking it's, a, it's a cycle. And if you don't learn something, these things are going to keep happening. Our society has not learned it. And it's been like this from the beginning of time. Oh, no, they learned. What they learned was how to capitalize off of people. Exactly. And how to create the 1%. That's mm-hmm. what they have learned. And everybody else that's not in that top tier are running around victims of the marginalization that was created and the divisions that were created that are false, all of these fucking socialized false-ass narratives. So we're running around hating on each other instead of dealing with the real problem. The motherfucker's holding the bag. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. All that that you learn when you, arithmetic you learn when you were a child. Well, if Johnny has four apples and, mm. and Sally has nine, you know. Right. Okay, well, Sally, Sally should be doing, is doing better because right. she has more. But, 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 the, but Johnny is doing better because he has four. Right. But he mad at Rashid who ain't got no apples. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Right. Put Rashid up in there. Okay, Rashid is leeching off everybody. Rashid is the problem. You should go to jail. But Rashid ain't got no apples. What about Miss Sheila? I mean, she ain't getting shit because she's a black woman. Right, exactly. And she get really none of the percent at all. No. 
We said this episode's gonna be extra black, and yes. this is the shit that we talk about. These are things that still, how do you say, that black people talk about, right? Talk right. about, <laughs> and that we experience even in yes. you know enjoyable things such mm-hmm. as burlesque. Right. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't go away. Yeah, you know? and the thing is too, like we speak from the perspective that we understand. It is in no way to exclude anyone else. And when I speak about white people, if you're taking it personally, then maybe you need to unpack that. Mm. If it's not, if I'm not talking about you, then I'm not talking about you. Because if we're talking about you, you will know that we are specifically talking about you. Right. (laughs) We are in no way trying to exclude anybody's experience. My thing is, I don't like speaking to other people's experience without Mm. a representation or without a representative of that experience Mm -hmm. within the conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm not trying to misrepresent you and I don't feel equipped to discuss your your issues with any real I can empathize with you but I can't understand. Mm-hmm. So I want you just to just fucking here. listen. Right. Mm-hmm. And write to us. Yeah. And come talk to us. We want to have guests. Even please. if you don't like, you know, my high pitched voice, write write to us about whatever mm-hmm. it is if you like something or you don't like something because if it's something that we need to fix, right. we can't fix it unless we know. Right. Amen. And we're all about growing. Right. You know, and yes. and if you come to us even if I don't like what you're saying, I'm going to absorb it and think mm-hmm. about the validity of what you might, because, you know, I'm going to respect your opinion, right? right? So as long as you're not, you know, out of pocket right, and being completely disrespectful, then I, please, critique is always welcome. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. we can't grow if everyone's saying, oh, it's just so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. We need to. Right. We need to grow. We're not trying to stay in the same no, place. No, this is a journey. So mm-hmm. again, we are open to anything that you have to say. We want to hear from you. Please send your your emails, your your concerns, your your dislikes, your questions, anything, critiques, suggestions. We love suggestions. Mm-hmm. Send all of that to us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We love you. This is all about growth. This is all about inclusion. So please, please, please write into us. Okay, now it's time for Booked and Busy. I'll be back in San Francisco February for the ultimate reveal, Nudie Newbies, the big pasty showdown. (laughs) Call it um for the ultimate reveal. If you can come out, I'm bringing something a little extra special Hmm. for that Wednesday, February seventh, at the Oasis in San Francisco. This is twirl. I will be performing on January 27th in San Diego at the House of Blues for Lola Demure's Burlesque and Variety Show. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm actually doing a duet with the one and only Lola Demure. Yes. Yes, it's going to be hysterical. Oh, yes. Oh, y'all being goofy this time? Yes, it's going to be really fun. I'll wait for sex. No, it's going to be really fun. (laughs) And um, I'm excited about it because, you know, I love to be silly. So this Mm -hmm. is going to be so much fun. And our headliner, since you brought up the whole idea of sex. yes. The fuck is coming from oh, LA. Ooh, the yes. fuckery is coming to the house the fuck, of blue. Listen, the fuckery <laughs> express is on its way. Miss <laughs> Eja Black Nile will be the headliner yes. for the show. So come on yeah, out. But if you want to learn how to 
do that fuckery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to be teaching a class yes. on Glitter Tribe. Yeah. That will be so a workshop. Yes. I know I'm going to be there because Listen. I need some more fuckery in my mm, life. I need all, yeah, all up in my situation. I start yes. saving now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely. Um, Christmas is not here yet, yeah. so you still have time. <laughs> yes. Donate to the, to the showgirls. We need to go to fuckery workshops and buy rhinestones and shit. We yes. Be cute. Yes. It's 2018. Exactly. Showgirl Sunday dinner is trying to show out for you. Yes. So, PayPal, Patreon, mm-hmm. hook us up. Shit. Yep. <laughs> we accept the coins that jingle. Yes. <laughs> and the money that folds. Yes. We'll yeah. take it all. It all adds Sexual up. Sexual chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Upcoming show in February. Got a little bit of time, but tickets are selling now. Mm-hmm. Um, February 17th is the Bless Your Heart Burlesque Presents Sextra Terrestrials. And that's going to be our hot ass uh, space show, as we call it. And it's going to be at Tia Leo's Lounge here in San Diego off of Napa Street. You could go to Sextra, and that's S E X T R A dot brownpapertickets.com to buy your tickets. Um, VIP is available. You get awesome perks. You get a great view of the stage, probably the best view. Mm-hmm. Especially if the babes like to do floor work, you want to see all of that. Come out, we love to see you. And if you're like us and you are fangirling hard on Jezebel Thunder, mm-hmm. she's going to be in our show. There's going to be a lot of brown there's, in that show. There's going to be a about. lot of brown. Yes. We have all shades yes. of brown. Yes, we Taz got Torlisha. Yes. Taz DeVille, Torlisha. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have all shades of brown for you. Yes. So I'm ready for um, the sex and the sex with terrestrial. Yes. I'm just going to say it right now. Get your fucking VIP ticket. Yeah. You do not want to mess with CPS about that. Oh, <laughs> Y'all, it, listen. I, I might buy a VIP ticket so that I can see. I'm in the fucking show. I just want to see so that I can see yeah. what this woman is about to throw down for y'all. So before it sells out, because it will, Jezebel and Taz are coming from LA. Yes. Fucking, it's just exactly. going to be. All of your resident peaches are going to be there, and they always bring the set. Yes. Okay? It is going to be... The whole place might burn down, and I spontaneously combust. I don't even know. I'm scared. There will be... There was already that rocket from San Diego. The aliens are coming to the show, so they're already got their VIP. They're ready. When they shot through, so... They're ready. Hey... Come on, come on down. It's gonna come, be come, 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 come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you go onto our website www.showgirlsundaydinner.com and click on the booked and busy tab. There is a calendar there that has all of our events as well as all of the links for tickets and information about uh, locations for shows. So please check out our website, check out Booked and Busy, buy your tickets, and come see us perform. We got shows, we got shows, we got shows. Yes! Yes! My pasties and cake. I gave my little sisters um, (laughs) a little Christmas gift token so that we will always be passionate about whatever it is that we do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I got us different things from Shades of Color. It has this 
gorgeous black woman yes. with the afro. And it says, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Also has, be in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. And it's a G-babyism. <laughs> if it doesn't make you happy, why do it? So I got something for everyone. I got Trilicia a <laughs> cup, so she always has water or something. Yes. And, um, I need something to I sip my you, tea. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can use hot or cold. Yeah. Mm. I got Butter, a little notepad that can go in her purse that has mm. a stylus. So whenever she has these brilliant thoughts mm. or whatever, she can just her write it down. <laughs> she has, she has buddyisms. And I have a journal. We're going to be fearless in our pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Yes. Amen. Amen. I love it. So this is Twirl. And my pasties and cake this week goes out to my love, Mr. Doxy. Um, <laughs> um, Doc is a huge fan of the show and supports us 100%. He loves all of us individually and then also just loves the show collectively. He thinks we're amazing. He better. Mm. No, um, <laughs> um, he always supports and takes care of me. And because, you know, I love you guys so much. Uh, supports and takes care of all of us. So he gifted us with a year of SoundCloud hosting. Whoa! you know all of our content not being able to be uploaded yeah. I'm gonna share my banana pudding with him yeah <laughs> <laughs> he deserves so, yeah deserves. thank you doc for for supporting us and supporting our vision and I love you Aww. oh thank my you <laughs> <laughs> my pasties and cake is the melanatic people again yeah. yes. <laughs> Issa Rae said it she's rooting for everybody black, black. <laughs> I am. I love to see us win and thrive. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm happy to witness it. And I'm proud of us. So um, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Amen. All right. Thank you all for tuning in for Glitter and Dinner with us this week. We appreciate and love you all. Uh, and we hope that you will tune in next week where we will be discussing showgirl self-care, right? Uh, so this is something that's really important to all of us. It's going to be a reoccurring theme on this on this podcast because it's something that we feel very strongly about for ourselves and also for other showgirls. Fucking life is hard. For show girls, for show boys, for show folks of all. People <laughs> that come to shows. Right, people that come to shows. We just want to talk about self-care in general, okay? Mm. It's hard out here. 2017 has been a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. So please write into us and tell us what you do for self-care. We're going to highlight some of the things that we do for self-care and get a little bit in-depth uh, with, with that and the reasons why we do the things for self-care. Um, and how our self-care has changed over time. We're trying to do better and live better and take better care of ourselves all the way around. So we look forward to Glitter and Dinner with you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner. And on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SG SD 
so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, girly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all of your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week.